forgotten anything. We've got that's on, that's on, that's on. I'm Rick, you're Dan, and he's Mark, and welcome to the Chats with Cats podcast for another week. And the only thing we've forgotten this week is to talk about our new logo. Mm. Brilliant. I, I love it. I love it. So the- basically, we've got Mark, who looks just like Mark, but with a bit more beardage. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm as, not going to complain about as that. As lovely as always. We've got me, that you think you I look, look like, like a pedophile magician. Yeah. Which is yeah. probably about right as well. And me, who I don't really look anything like myself, but who cares? The, the guy was just sick of it by the time he got to me. So he, he put a lot of time into you. Like, I, I reckon he started with me first and went like, okay, this guy looks the most fucked and like ugly and fucked up. Like it's going to take a bit of effort. Got me done. Moved to Mark. Went... Yeah. I reckon he needs a better beard, so put more hair on his face. Right. And then he got to Rick and thought, the guy just wears a hat. That's it, I'm done. The only defining feature of this bloke is a hat. Yeah. Thanks. It. It's like, actually, you look like some guy from Texas that owns a farm and a ranch and like a couple of cows. That's Every time I look at that, that's what I see. Well, let's not talk about us. Let's talk about the cats. The cats are actually quite accurate. Yeah. Duncan, no. the, the little Duncan right here, yeah. he looked spot on. Oh, he looked a little bit more homeless, but it was pretty good for a cat. Yeah, and Nala looks like a fucking serial killer cat. Like, <laughs> she does. She looks like she's going to murder eyes? everyone. Oh, my God. But she does. She just brawls with Duncan randomly just on the ground. Yeah, oh, every, every time you bring your shit here, she tries to tear it apart. Like She never does that with anyone else. Well, so well, she's going to murder you about never tear us apart the other day, and oh, fuck I just want her never to tear my shit apart, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. But it got me thinking, actually. I thought, this guy, he's basically saying the only thing that anyone will ever recognise about you is a hat. And it got me thinking about hats over history. Mm. So hats were a very formal thing way back in the never, never years where no one ever, ever existed. Oh, the Victorian era. But then I was just thinking back on my life and I reckon the most weird and crazy hat phase that came and went fairly quickly was the fedora. Did you guys ever get into the fedora phase? Explain to me what that is. Fedora is like the the little short-brimmed hat it's like a bucket hat but not a bucket hat like what the grandpas wear or not yeah but it's like the hat that goes all the way around so it's like if oh, you had a wide brim yeah, hat and then yeah. you made the brim a lot shorter yeah, yeah do now it's like a little i'll be real i'll be real hats suit you they do hats suit rick i look fucking shit wearing a hat oh, i mate. never i never wear hats they don't suit me at mm. all i i can only wear some hats like there are different designs of hats and different shapes like slim fit shirts and wide shirts and long tees Hats are the same. You got to find the. Can you get out of that way? But yeah, I I reckon that I've never worn one of those hats. Those fedora is it fedora? Fedora. Fedora. Never ever. The fedora was a big commitment, and if you ever get a memory of someone you know or yourself, and I will admit, I at once wore to a stereo sonic. I reckon it was. Oh, oh that's ballsy too. I wore a fedora. See, okay. did it work? This oh, goes back to when Rick said. Those people that, you know, put on those those sneens and those jeans and they go out to a concert and you're like, that's the, what you've decided to wear today? That's what you did. Yeah, yeah, but no, it was a thing back in the day, but that craze came and went so fast. But now I see pictures of it and it's just like, what the fuck were you thinking? If you own it, though, it looks good. If you wear something a bit out of the ordinary and you're confident, it, it works. Yeah. If you wear something like a little bit iffy and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you get called out. Yeah, you gotta, you just gotta yeah. own it. And how, own how like unsure are you when you put on something like that? The first like 
you know, 12 steps out the front door, you're thinking like, hang on, I can still go back and change this. I can still make a difference. Well, back in those times, I reckon through friends of friends, I knew some people that were wearing them for very different reasons. What do you mean? Like hiding drugs in them to get them into concerts and stuff like that. Don't don't they check hats? I don't know. Apparently not. Oh, right. I didn't check my hat. Not that I was hiding anything in it, but didn't check mine. Wow. That's a good scam that you could do, though. Oh, there's heaps of ways to get things into drugs. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. What you said was not what you wanted to say, but it's still correct. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There are a lot of scams going around at the moment, though. Yeah. Yeah. I counted (laughs) just recently four scams that I've been targeted with, or I don't even know how they get your number. Mm. So... Oh, these are all through your phone directly to you? Yeah, there's just like messages that they're sending to you. I'm getting those. You're getting them as well? I contacted Dan and I'm like, Dan, are you getting these? He's like, no, I'm not getting any. I'm you getting still them all the time. I'm still not getting them because I'm signing you guys up to these websites <laughs> and getting you guys to cop them all. This is all part of a prank from you. <laughs> Can't you just put a fake number down when you go on your weird porn sites from yeah, Russia? Or? Oh, your, yours, your number is the fake number. That's the thing. <laughs> oh. So I've got the, these are the four I'm, I've been getting recently. Yep. So one of them is says there's a some voicemail, new voicemail has been received, and it's like a weird email. So obviously, not weird email, weird URL that you click through to. Mm. Obviously, not going to that. Then there's this one that has been peppering me, and it's actually stopped in the last week. But I was getting probably two or three of these a day, and at first it was saying uh, your phone provider has something something waiting for you. Follow this link, and then. The spelling has gotten considerably worse. So I don't yeah, know right. how they're doing it, but the last one I just looked before we started. It says your telejom. So instead of telecom, T E L E J O M. That's a red flag. Yep. yep. Provider, and it was like all these spelling mistakes. And I was like, okay, obviously you're not going to click on that. Then I'm getting these ones. It's like, hey, you can earn five thousand dollars a week from home just by clicking on this link. And it's like, oh. hey, friend, need a job? No, I don't need a job. I've got a job. It's fine. And then the last one I'd got recently was looked like it was from DHL, like the um, delivery place, delivery thing. Yeah. It's like God. Now it's all good and well to receive these things. There's actually no harm in you receiving the message, but I'm just thinking to myself, who is the bored, lonely weirdo out there that's actually clicking on one of these things? There'd be heaps, man. Well, How? My question is, we never used to get these messages. Now all of a sudden, everyone's getting them. So what has happened? Dan has signed up to the. <laughs> It's you. This is on you. It, well, it's it is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you reckon the strike rate is? Like one in a thousand. But one in a thousand is probably a good strike rate. Like one dumbass. Yeah, because you can just pepper in a thousand like people. Ten thousand phone. And numbers. not only that, let's think about you know um, the older generation of people that are more um, likely to fall for one of these traps because that's probably their their target. Someone old that doesn't quite understand that's going to get sucked in. And then lose a lot of money or whatever, like get scammed. Mm-hmm. That is psycho. Mm. I cannot ever picture myself being 70 years old and going, mm. oh, my telejom provider is trying to get me to do something. Click. No way. I'm never, ever doing that. I cannot see how anyone could possibly be. Well, um, a, a sad a sad story, and I, I remember this quite well, and I used to, it made me really angry and upset. My grandma, she had dementia. She's since passed away, but when she had dementia and shortly before she died, she used to get targeted from people calling up, getting her to sign up to stuff. And, of course, she'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. 
So she was getting scammed at a very elderly age when she wasn't mentally there. Yeah. Mate, that's who, terrible. Who are these fucking people? Scumbags. Disgrace. You've seen a current affair have actually gone overseas to Indian call centres and actually as part of their um, segment, they go and they film them tracking down these places and going in and interviewing people that have been caught and like asking them how they feel and they're like, just, I don't care. I just don't care. I know that no, my... It's like, this is my job. Yeah. This is what I get yeah. paid to do. I just know that your lives over there, you can afford to lose that money and you'll still be okay and I'm struggling to eat here, so I just don't care. Wow. And, that, and that's how their mentality, that's how they're taught. It's like, what about look at the, these privileged people, steal from them. They don't need their yeah. money. It's the old Robin Hood type situation. Basically, yeah. But, but modern day in, in and India, And to be honest, there were a couple that were like, yeah, I feel guilty, but like, you know, it's your family versus mine and I'm just going to do it, so... It's it's really weird to put it into that type of context, isn't it? Mm. Like, imagine if you were on the absolute bones of your ass. Exactly. You know, you, even it's not a scam, but you see people riding around on their push bikes, picking up cans out of the bins mm. because yeah. they just need to find a way to make it through. Money is the root of all evil, mm. and we hear that a lot, and it is very true. Mm. Well, evil things are evil, and there are also evil dogs out there in the world. Absolutely. Oh, I know what we're talking about. Okay, Dan, you sent us a a link. Now, we have a Chats with Cats uh, group chat, and in this group chat we send one another stuff and we work out uh, what content we will and we will not use uh, in the next episode. And one came up, Dan, and what was the topic? Well, basically it was a mother and daughter that had been mauled uh, by their pet pit bull. Terrible story. Yeah. So. Awful. Awful. Torn apart. We've, we've discussed yeah. this before. We've yeah. said you can. it doesn't matter what you do with a dog. It's bred into them to attack people. Okay. Like it, Here's the thing. You see a post about a dog that has attacked uh, a family member or someone next door. And you go, okay, horrible. A human being has been injured and mauled. You look through the comments. What are we seeing? Are we seeing comments, oh, my God, this is horrible. I hope that human being is okay. No, people are always defending the dog, not the human, the dog. So uh, they must have mistreated the dog. Uh, this dog wouldn't have lashed out if it had a proper upbringing. And I've had a pit bull my whole life and it's never been yeah. me. I'm sorry, but these people need to realise that the breed of the dog, if you have a certain breed of dog, there's a good chance that it's going to lash out regardless of how well you've treated this dog. Mm-hmm. Now, if you own a, a beagle, like I used to own a beagle, golden retriever, cocker spaniel, it's common knowledge that there's certain breeds that won't harm people. And if they do, it's not going to cause enough damage for it to be life-threatening. It's like a mosquito bite. Correct. So if you have a staffy, and of course there are great staffies and if you bring the dog up right, the percentage chance of being attacked by one or the dog turning on its owner or whoever, is obviously going to be a lot low. But you need to understand, these people out there, we understand that you're trying to defend your dog and say all the right things, but at the end of the day, there is a chance that dog can attack. I saw a comment, And it can be random. Comment today under that story that was on Facebook where the person that commented said, why don't we start euthanizing the dog owners that obviously treated them badly? That is fucking oh. insane. Oh, my God. Okay, so people you, you want to bring back capital punishment mm. 
because a dog who for thousands of years has had in its oh, DNA that God. it needs to attack things to live just did what was in its nature. So what should we do? Just kill the person. I have a close friend and her younger sister owned a dog, vicious breed, beautiful dog, nice dog. Sure enough, one day she left the door open, dog ran out, saw the dog on the other side of the road, tore it to bits, almost killed it. The dog had to be put down. She was obviously extremely upset. Dog had to be um, you know, put down. And you're going like, well, this dog was treated perfectly, yet when it saw the opportunity lash out. It, Something clicked in its brain. It's it's just frustrating, these, these people. And I understand there's people out there that they don't have kids, but they have their dog. They might have their staffy. To them, that dog is like a child. Yeah. They love that dog. Yep. They will do anything to defend that dog. So when they hear these stories, they don't want people like us that are talking the fucking truth <laughs> and just being fucking honest and legit. And like, Can, can I ask you something? Yeah. All right, so I've I've been just pondering on something while you guys have been explaining this. Yeah. Do you think they snap because they've got a short temper, or because it's something bred in them, or or it's both? And what I'm getting at is, I have got Duncan to, here to my left. If I just poke him really annoyingly in the head, he's either going to go fucking stop, fuck it, just stop it, and then he'll get off the table and leave because he'll go, I don't want to be around that. You do that to a small dog, most likely they'll do the same. Maybe turn around and give you a quick nip. But if you do it to a big dog, is that where they go, nah, fuck this, I'm taking you on? I think the word that I'm about to use, and this is the problem, unpredictable. Mm. Sometimes it can happen randomly, and when it does, you know, all hell can break loose. Bad things can happen. So do you, do you think it's a short temper thing in that breed of dog, or do you think it's just what it's just a snap and I'm just seeing red? Like- I, th- I think Mark's hit the nail on the head. And the, the thing that we just never know is, in all of these situations... They don't have in the news story, oh, the little girl was kicking the dog. Mm. Like, what actually happened? Yeah, you only hear the end side of the story. You just hear the dog attacked. Okay, but, but why? What happened? And then they, that's where people just rush into the comments. Oh, I obviously had a bad upbringing. Obviously, it was treated poorly. And, obviously, uh, this is like- and, and here's the biggest problem of it all, right? Let's say you are the owner and you've done something like you accidentally stood on its tail or, or you did something that was annoying the dog and it's attacked. When the police and the ambos <clears> come there to... Get the story off you. You're not going to tell the truth. You're going to be like, it just happened out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Or, or they'll say, oh, you know, he'd been acting up or something happened. You're not going to get the truth out of the owners if they were tormenting the dog. So the dog's never going to be uh, looked upon as, you know, innocent in any way. You have uh, 100, 100 Staffordshire Bull Terriers, right? They're all treated well. There's going to be a high percentage that will never do anything bad, always behave well. There's a tiny percentage that will attack randomly and that's the issue. Now, you take a uh, hundred dogs of a, a Cocker Spaniel breed or a Beagle, it can't happen because the dog genuinely isn't capable of causing damage. Yeah. So all we're saying is if you have a dangerous breed, just be aware that things can go wrong. And from what I've seen on Facebook, and I know you guys have seen it too, the owners and the people sticking up for these dogs just need to acknowledge it. That, That's all I'm saying. That if they buy one of these dogs, yeah. they're, they're bringing a percentage of danger into their house. You treat it well. Oh, it's a lottery, isn't it? Mm. You treat you treat <clears throat> a Staffy well. And 
I'm not just saying Staffies, you know, there's Rottweilers, Dobermans, but if you treat that dog perfectly, that dog will love you and will never hurt you. But if that dog loves you, and for some reason, it's a fucking wild animal, right? If someone comes out of nowhere and thinks that this human being is a threat to the owner that they love, mm. they can lash out. Yeah. Simple got as a great, that. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Oh, dear. Well, why don't we lighten things up? I've got a funny story. Oh, here we go. Here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. He um, hasn't told me a from thing From dog yet. maulings to funny stories. All right. I was just thinking about something and it came about – okay, I'll give you – this is a really random way that I'm going to get to this story, but this is how it came about. Okay. I had dinner at my sister's house last night and I ate heaps of pasta. Yum. Absolutely delicious. Carb loading. Carb Carb loading. loading. Huge big bowl of pasta. Fantastic. Love it. Good for the running. It's the one food actually that I can just eat until I explode. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Why is that? I don't know. It's in my DNA. What's your favourite pasta? Oh, you won't know it. It's called soupy pasta. It's a. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I was under that. Okay. I love it. I love love a carbonara. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I feel like that's the poor man's um, pasta, though. Yeah. yeah, okay, you bloody chocos. <laughs> anyway, so I ate heaps of food, and I was driving the car home last night, and I was thinking, I'm so full. I felt like I wanted to have a laxative when I got home. I just felt like I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to be so uncomfortable. But then it got me thinking. You remember um, before hang, my wedding? Yeah, hang. Are you going to be talking about this one product called Poop Advisor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poop advisor. I asked you about it one time, and I think it's a lie, isn't it? No, it's not a lie. It's oh. not called poop advisor. I thought that was a stitch up, and I, you wanted me to go into the shops and keep asking for poop no, advisor, no, 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 and no, it wasn't no, a real no, thing. No, 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 no. Oh, so, so I almost did. So <laughs> there's this product. It's called um, Magnesia or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And it's just a powdered scoop, which you can either use at a low dose as an antacid mm. or at a high dose, it basically just makes you explode with runny poo. Yeah. It'll just clear, it'll clear you out, right? Um, and I was thinking about it while I was driving home. I was thinking, oh, fuck, I could, I could probably get home and just have a poop advisor. <laughs> but I didn't. So I thought, no, no, no. But then the story came to mind. So I'm going back now. Taking you back, taking you back to I think it was maybe 2015 Christmas, maybe 2015. Mm. And my uncle had a young lady over here from the Philippines. And she had come with... Mail order bride? Uh, well, they're not married and she's no longer with him. But um, that... that just mail order. That type of scenario. Mm. Yep. And she'd come down to um, the southeast, to Millicent and had Christmas with our family. So what we normally do over Christmas is Christmas Eve, we would go to my auntie's house, and she's in Mount Gambier now, and we have big like fish pasta, heaps of different fish, salads, then fruit, then desserts. It's like a five, six-course meal. It's huge, right? Unreal. Drinking piss. It's wicked. Mm, brilliant. The next day, everyone comes over to my mum's house, and you do all these appetizers and stuff like on tr- – what do you call it? hors d'oeuvres and all that sort of thing? Yep. He- like heaps of food, arancinis and salamis and meats and cheeses oh. and nuts and all this stuff just before lunch. And then at lunch you have lasagna, then you have meats. What? Then- How are you not fat? Oh, just <laughs> let me tell you. I want an invite. Mm. So this poor woman has gotten so full and just like blocked up after two, like one and a half, two days of eating constantly 
And she said something about it to my dad. And dad's gone, don't worry about it. I've got something that'll fix you. <laughs> so, Johnsy. Johnsy. So, I was giving her like a three heap scoop cup of poop advisor. Did you say one scoop would clear you out? No, one, one scoop's like an antacid. Okay. So, if you've got reflux or whatever. So, three will like knock on the door, you're going to the loo. Mm. <laughs> right? Just giving her three scoops. Ten minutes later, she hasn't gone to the toilet. And he's gone, oh, need to give you more. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Loaded up with another three. Surely, <laughs> oh, she she's gone down oh. six scoops. It doesn't doesn't end there. Oh no! And oh. then we're going through this lunchtime, and she went away, came back, and he's like, "Oh, you, are you all good now?" So for starters, he's known this woman for like a day and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, he and doesn't care though. No, dad doesn't give a fuck. Mm. And he's asking her about, like, oh, have you done a shit yet? Yeah. Basically. And she's like, no, no, I haven't done a and shit like, yet. And like truly invested in the shitting process. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, all right. One more. He's like, seriously, maybe you've got like, so you haven't had this before, so you've, you know, your body doesn't know how to respond. One more. This poor bitch, he's given her another drink of this poop advice. Was it another three? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. So a normal person, now, before my wedding, we had a big feed at the Cooper's Ale House, all the boys and all that stuff. We had Good big place. schnitzels. Good place, yeah. Huge big schnitzels, got home, and everyone was just feeling that full. I said, we're having poop advisor, boys. So we all had some. Do you remember Dinger, within five minutes, was in the toilet. He's like, what the fuck have you given yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, going. That's right? that's where I like f- fell in love with the product. I was like, if I'm ever in trouble, this, this is truly works. Yeah. yeah. So this poor woman, she's now had three glasses of three scoops of poop advisor. <laughs> and the rest of the day, she could not get off the toilet. So it's finally all hit her and... The poor bitch was literally living like, on the toilet. Don't come in here. I can't get off this thing. <laughs> Just shitting herself for the rest of the Do day you know at what? Christmas. I wonder if she needed what to. What a stitch up. I know. Is that like your dad secretly getting her away from the family nah he just thought he was tr- he honestly i know what dad's like he wouldn't have done that he just, just honestly he trying to help oh yeah. no and he just like you know when you invest in something you like want a result like uh, how am i going to get a result here keep tell, giving her more tell me this because you're shitting so much and it's it's a lot of fluid obviously laxatives um take fluid from your intestines is that how they do it and then that it softens the poo i got no idea yeah something like that but surely she'd be fucking super dehydrated after that more than likely probably needed a drip probably like, actually i felt so bad for her it was like oh. ultimate stitch up actually i've got a stitch up and you'll love this yeah uh tom brown give him another mention when he was down here with me uh i think he did something a bit weird or annoying and I asked Rick if he wanted to go for uh, a run, join a marathon group or like a, what would you call it, a community run? Yeah, it was like a trail yeah. running thing. Okay, it didn't exist. I called it West Amp. I said, it's just down the road from my house. Mm. He's like, West Amp, never heard of it. I'm like, oh, it's the best. So good, mate. I'm like, you know, like it's not too intense. Like everyone gets on board and you can, <laughs> you can either do it like as a single person or in groups of four. Yeah. And I'm like, it'd be so cool. Like, And he's like, Fucking, I don't believe you. Nah. He, he started thinking it was a bit like, nah. Anyway, we left it for a couple of weeks, right? And then out of nowhere, I just started posting these results, right? So I got like stock images of like middle-aged women um, 
posted up with like a couple of photos of me and my mate like in some running gear and we're like oh just done west amp we we ended up coming like seventh got beaten by these older ladies though and then i contacted my other mates on social media to comment on the post and be like yeah this was fucked up i had people running through my fucking driveway i couldn't fucking leave work for like 15 minutes it was fucking annoying so it made it so believable right and i reckon oh what was it about Another eight months later, I said, oh, there's another West Ham happening. He got so excited. Was, I was like, like, when are we doing West Ham? Yeah. So Where are we ex- going? Take me. He was sold. He, he was sold. He's like, do I need to fill out the application form? I'm like, yeah, you, do, you just do it down there. Yeah, we'll, we'll just register again. Anyway, I think it came to like the day before. He was like already like, he's like what time am I meeting you there in the morning? And I had to break it to him. I'm like, there's no West Ham, mate. <laughs> <laughs> God. But as a running fanatic, he was devastated. But it all started because you were trying to get me to come to your place and I was like, no, no, I'm going for a run, whatever night it was. And you're like, oh, we'll just come down and do West Amp. And I was like, West Amp doesn't exist. Oh, is that how that started? That's how it started because oh, I was really? like, no, I'm not coming to see you guys. That's a quick lie. This. Yeah. You, layer. You are a layer. Yeah. All right. Hey, now, this is something I um I want to talk about because I, I guarantee both of you don't know about this. You sure? Ninety-five percent sure you wouldn't know. Okay. Okay. I want you to describe the South Australian border. All right, just describe it to me quickly. What? How's it work? It's a big straight line. Where? Like, d- describe the whole thing to me. One of you. Well, Queensland. Welcome to Victoria. New South Wales. Okay, Victoria. so what? It goes straight down. Yeah. Then jiggity jaggedy on the bottom, which is the coastline. Yeah, coastline. Straight up and then straight across. Incorrect. It's incorrect. Did you know the border from Queensland that passes through New South Wales to Victoria is not straight? What is it? It's actually got a 3.5-kilometre difference. It, from Queensland down to the Murray, you then go uh, west, 3.5 k's, then it goes down to the seaboard. That's not on the map. It's on the map. I've noticed it 10 years ago, always wondered what. What's this about? And then I Googled it last week and I found out. So apparently... Is it just because 3.5 kilometres, when you look at Australia, is so small correct. that you don't even notice correct. it? Correct. That's what back. I would have yeah. said. Yeah, that's, uh, and you only notice it if you zoom in on the map. But it's a, apparently... Uh, these figures might be wrong, but they're pretty right. Early, <laughs> early 1800s, when they were mapping out the borders, two guys started at the, the coast and were to head up to the Murray and then going to head up from there, but they actually on the way up fucked up by three and a half k's and almost fucking drowned. Uh, not drowned. What's the other one? Drowned in dirt. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you drown in dirt, when you are uh, dehydrated, almost died of dehydration. Fucked up. We're all disorientated. Um, and it wasn't until later that the SA government tried to fight Victoria for that other three point five k's, and it went into some big lawsuit. And then, yeah, well, apparently the SA government did. And there's even a West End draft. Ad, all about this, and you would have seen it before. Yeah, I with Tony Modder in it. Yeah, how does that go? How does that uh, go? give us our border back or something? And then they slap a bar down in the middle of the desert, and yeah, it's crazy. But it's just weird that you can get to your thirties and think something is so something, then it's not. And that for me was crazy to find that out. Like I thought, hmm. yeah, but interesting fact, isn't it? So, and then sorry. everyone listening is going, hmm. Yeah. Just like we just did. Yeah. Well, it's just something to know. There you go. But anyway, uh, tell us about your lotto thing. You think that people with lotto wins well, is not a great thing. Well, I was thing. having a conversation with some footy mates uh, after a game and we got talking about winning the lotto and 
if we knew anyone that had won the lotto. And the, the, the chat was about how winning the lottery may be more of a burden than an actual victory. So... Sounds, when, sounds terrible to me. Yeah, exactly. When I heard that, I'm like, winning the lottery is like the best thing that could happen. But I was thinking, when you win the lottery, there needs to be... It, it depends on how much you win. So we discussed this, I reckon, in an earlier podcast. How much money do you think you need to win for you to start getting a little bit crazy with your spendings, um, dishing money out to relatives, yeah, well we said- to friends... <laughs> We agreed on five to seven's comfortable, mm. but let's say you don't win that much. I wanted to know what amount is enough before you start thinking about sharing with people. Mm. Well, the first thing that I would do if I won um, the lottery, like millions, is you'd buy a property in a nice area to live in. Okay. That's, that's the number one thing. Let's give, give you an alternative, right? Let's say you play Wednesday Night Lotto, which usually has a million-dollar prize, yep. and up to four people can win that. What are, the, what, are the, what are the odds for a, a lottery? I actually know it off the top of my head. It's one million three hundred sixty-five thousand zero and sixty. So when you can't, when you struggle to win a multi bet that's paying forty to one, and you're like, "Why can't I win?" Yeah, to yeah. think of those odds and then the lottery, like it is insane. It's insane. But like with Wednesday Lotto, because there's only six numbers, it's heaps easier to win than say Powerball. But mm. What happens is that sometimes 10 people will win it on a Wednesday night and it's only the first four that get to take home a million. After that, that four million is then divided by 10 people. Mm-hmm. So you could really win the lotto and only take home like three, four hundred thousand. Oh, how ripped off would you feel? I know. So if you won three or four hundred thousand dollars and everyone's like, oh, you won Div 1 and mm. you want to give me some money, you'd go, no, well, I don't. No, I, I haven't even it's not set that my- much money. I haven't even set myself up. If you were to okay, let's just let's just be real. Mm. One of us here wins the lottery, right? Twenty million dollars. How how would the two of us feel about the other person, whoever won the lottery? Would you feel jealousy, happiness? Uh, would you expect money? Would you be like, come on, flick me like a little bit of money? Let's go on a holiday and get fucking fucked up at least at the very okay, minimum. Okay, if, if it was twenty million, buy, buy me a Mercedes that no. car I always wanted. Honestly, if it's twenty million and either of you won it, what I would legitimately expect would be like ten grand and just put a fuckload of money into this project so we can keep having fun. That's what that's, I expect. That's cool. But that's cool. I wouldn't. A bit, a, I also, bit, a bit tight, but cool. No, no, that's what I would expect. But I wouldn't. It wouldn't be weird for you guys to go, oh, here's a hundred grand. Like I'd be like, well, fuck, are you sure you want to do that? Make sure you've sussed out all your well, investments the first. The conversation that I was having with a couple of my footy mates is if you win the lottery, people will naturally hate you and be jealous of you. Mm. Do, do you agree with that? I think so. I think the biggest thing with that whole mentality around it is if I win the lotto, how do you know? So – yeah. The thing you want to do when you win the lotto, you can stay completely anonymous, but you get so G'd up and you're like, oh, I won the lottery. Ah." I need to tell all these fucking Mm. people. Yeah, but then what comes with that? Lots of attention because you've got the leeches, people that you've never fucking heard of for ages. People people come out out of the woodwork. Some guy you haven't spoken to for five years. Oh, oh, Mark, you want to hang out, go for a fucking beer or whatever? Your cousin invites you to go fishing for like, oh, shit, didn't see you since Christmas 20 years ago. (laughs) Where'd you come from? But then... When they realise what's going on, you get all this attention, you feel great, people are paying you, you know, 
Mm. So good to see you, blah, blah. Mm. but then all of a sudden it dies down. So you go like ride this roller coaster, bang! It's I'm the like, most popular person in the world. Going back, it's like to, a high. Going back to when you said about all the attention. Let's say you don't tell anyone, but then all of a sudden your cars improve, mm. your houses improve. You're yeah, going you'd be on like, more holidays. Oh, he's obviously like a drug dealer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's cutting into drugs or whatever I said earlier. Yeah. But like you make a good point. It's like uh, if you were to say stay quiet, you. Suddenly have a nice house, a nice car. At some point, you have to come clean. Yeah. But my advice to anyone, if they were to stay quiet, obviously you're not going to go on social media and start posing with your fucking new Lamborghini and all that sort of stuff. Or you do and just have a strict rule and say in that post, I won the lottery, but I'm not giving fucking a cent to anyone, so fuck off. Well, yeah, leave me alone. All right, all right. Let's talk about um, uh, actors, uh, millionaires, you know, uh, hmm. Robin Williams, all these famous people that obviously have Money to burn, right? Yeah. How often do we hear about people that have so much money and they have mental health issues and they're struggling? You know, we could name so many. Um, well, there's a saying about it. Money doesn't buy happiness. Correct. And uh, I think it does. I think it's what you do once you have happiness you say, with the money. You say, I think it does. Mm. because I know it does. We're not, we're not rich. Once, you, once you're in that sort of zone and you can experience it, that, to a level, I agree with what you're saying. There's obviously people out there that are rich that... Um, Dan's actually an Arab oil magnate. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Magnate? People, people can spend Word. their money wisely, right? But there's obviously some people that don't and... It depends know. on the person. Okay, so I could quite happily travel the world with just Alison and purchase things that I like to do, like fishing charters, going on like excursions. Sounds like I'm... In preschool but you know like good excursions like snorkeling shark cave diving and keep myself busy all year round you know what's crazy about that i want to do the same thing you're doing yeah covid i know i know that yeah so we could get into the chat of winning the lotto in covid but that just goes into another fucking rabbit hole but what i'm saying is a lot of other people want to win the lottery stay where they are and spend time with their friends and their family which i like my family i like my friends but i definitely wouldn't rely on that to keep me happy i would want to go and get bored of those things come back spend time with my family then go back out and do it and keep it on a nice cycle where everything's fresh and not getting stale yeah okay in life you you you're here on this planet it's fucking random as fuck right and you have um all these goals the the main goal is to be successful and have money so if you suddenly have all this money do you Sometimes think it sort of rocks the person and like puts them in a position where, hang on, I've suddenly got all this money. I could sort of do whatever I want. What now? Mm. Where do I go to now? I think that's sort of a bit to do with it as well. Yeah. Well, we won't know until we win it. So yeah. let's all win it and we'll come back yeah, and discuss it. I mean, it. I'd like to try it, try it out. <laughs> do you know how long it takes you to win the lotto? How long? Five, Five seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I majorly fucked up the other night. Mm. I think Rick has to go first. All right. And obviously that's going to be my downfall. You should have gone first. Oh, shit. Name three current AFL players (laughs) that have blonde hair. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Who? Mm, To be honest, like, I reckon I may have struggled with that. Okay. I've gone like Bailey Smith. Isn't that strange? You don't – I don't recognise any AFL player by their colour of I, I could have. Like Bailey Smith, 
Elliot Himmelberg and Rory Sloan. Oh, I would true. have I would have got there pretty quickly, I think. But I to suppose be, to be on, I'm going to just be completely honest. I reckon I would have struggled with that as well. Mm. Well, because well. blonde hair that's like not it's like probably three or four. It's just not brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mark, yeah. name three characters from the movie Toy Story. Woody, Buzz, and Jesse. Ah. Uh, Hang on, hang on. Jesse wasn't in the first Toy Story. Fucking bang, fucking bang. Jesse didn't show up till Toy Story 2. Two. You said Toy Story 1. Yeah, he just gave Wait. himself a... This is called the rocket roll. I've, yeah, yeah, you gave me your tickets too late. Jesse. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving it to you. I, w- I should have wrote series. Oh, but you know what? That's a great one. I could have easily oh, yeah. said... Let's mi- just edit this fucking question afterwards. could have too. said Mr. Potato Head. Okay, ready? Let's move on before you get too furious. <clears throat> Name three things you can't microwave. Your mobile phone, a plastic bowl, and a plastic fork. Alfoil. Certain types of plastic you can't. Four. Yeah. Well done. I'll give it to him. Uh, name three famous people that have been arrested. Uh, Tiger Woods, Robert Downey Jr., and Leonardo DiCaprio. He's wrong. Yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> like, the, it, I was like, it was I, very good up until that end one. Yeah, I, 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 just, I, I reckon just, if you gave it a little bit more like, like convincing delivery, yeah, and and Leo, and yeah. Leo, yeah, 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 he got done. Remember, <laughs> remember back in the late nineties. All right, name <laughs> three things you might find in an underwater shipwreck: jewels, dead bodies, and inflatable rafts. Oh, what do you mean? Inflatable raft. They haven't set them off. They fucking sunk with the ship. You're a dick. I mean, that's bullshit. Like, he's right. He's right. Hey, it's too late though. Like, yeah, well, the buzz wait, is already gone. Welcome to my world, dude. It's, uh, wait, it's frustrating, it's, but it's, it's just something we have to live with. All right. <laughs> oh, did we tell everyone we changed the name to Five Seconds of Fury? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, last one. Name <laughs> three reasons. Fuck it. Name three reasons why you might go to court. Uh, Shoplifting, uh, urinating in public and punching someone in the face. Well done. Mark wins that round for some reason. <laughs> well, I feel like I've just been fucked, so that brings us really yeah. swiftly to our next topic. Yep. You know on movies when you see like a really intimate scene, yep. man and woman, woman and woman, man and man, they're getting all amorous. And then they're in a pool or in the ocean and they start touching and kissing. and mm. Oh, like, like a sexual scene. Yeah. And then they're like having sex in the water. Is that the most over... Mm. Ra- like it looks sex. great on movies, but is that the most overrated it's shit. thing? I hate it. Sex in the water, for me, it's like if you're at the beach with your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and you have sex in the water, I, do you sort of feel as though you're doing it because you know you can get away with it? Like no one can see... Bit of a romantic time. You're hugging, kissing. If you have sex in the water, like we all know that sex in the water feels like crap. Yeah, there's, it's there's, not. It's nowhere near as it's good. It's more like no one around us knows really what we're doing, and we can do it just because we can. It's not. It's it the, is the most overrated thing out there. It's always done in the honeymoon stage more than later in life. Yeah, it? like later in life, you're like, just fucking get away from me. I'm, I want to swim freestyle. Like, yeah. you just stay away. <laughs> I'm doing laps. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like an Olympic pool, love. Yeah. And especially at the beach with sand and yuck. It's just no good. Without getting too graphic, like it just doesn't. 
It does, just doesn't You've feel. Had, there's no feeling. There is feeling, but it's just nowhere near as good as like normal. Like it feels disrupt, disrupted. I can't say words. I tell you this all the time. What did you just try and say? Disrupt. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> We've given up on that. Take, disrupted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I leave letters out and then I confuse my brain. Take a deep, deep breath. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Dream. <laughs> Take, oh, okay, we're, we're on fire. We'll Take a deep breath. <laughs> a deep breath and reset. Okay. Okay. Next topic, yeah. WWE. Oh, yes. I well, This will have to be the last one because we're running out of time. But I saw this come up on Facebook. So I'm looking at um, a couple of fighting videos for some fucking stupid reason and then it just flips to a WWE. No, it was it was a AFL reference yeah, thing. Yeah, those meme yeah. spoof videos. They're funny actually. Yeah. Anyway, it was a, a piss-take WWF thing that wasn't actually real, even though the real WWE or F or whatever the fuck it's called isn't real. How the fuck do people get into that? I don't understand. Entertainment. No, but I mean... Entertainment. Oh, see, I'll tell you what I don't like about it. The fights, some of the stuff, look, I get it. It's, you know, they're athletic and they're doing stunts and stuff like that. That's cool. Mm. But the thing that fucking annoys me is you know in every one of these fights there's always a twist, right? So the big guy gets fucking knocked down and he's on the ground. You think it's over. And then he goes in to try and and he's like on the ground like startled for minutes. Yeah. And then he goes to like get him in a pin hold. And yeah. Or he doesn't see the guy lifting and then his all recovery. All he does is he like humps the guy's arm and he goes, Whoo, and he yeah. throws him off. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, stunned. And he goes up and he... Not like punches him in the face, hits him on the head like this, like a bommy knocker. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck me. It's, it's, it's like, so stupid. It's so, for me, it's childish. Everyone knows it's fake. Actually, no, people think it's real still. I fucking That's hit. just yeah. mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. Teenage kids, though. No, no. Middle-aged Americans oh. like swear by it. Give me another Bud Light. I want to watch this guy get his head kicked off. The, you, yeah, the stories don't get any better. Do you think they genuinely think it's real or they're lying to themselves? Like, I kind of know it's yeah. fake, but I'm trying. I want to. It's like a fairy tale. It's like the release. Yeah. What yeah. you said. Yeah. 100% what you said. Escape from reality. Okay. I'm going to take this topic and I want to give you my point of view from something that I've experienced through YouTube and filming, right? So we film prank videos, raw stampede, right? Now, they, there are real pranks and there's stage pranks. Now, what we learned quickly, and we mostly do real pranks, is if you do a, a real prank um, and it doesn't go uh, according to plan and people watch it, they go, oh, not one of your better ones, that shit. You might do a stage prank that, that obviously works out perfectly because it's staged and people love it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes what is not real, staged, Turns out to be more entertaining than something that we tried to do for real. Here's my problem. Work out. Here's the thing. So, are we better off entertaining people, even though it's not real, or are we better off? No, it's not that though. It's the fact that if you do that, the person watching still doesn't know that's staged. That's why they like it. With WWE or F, they know it's fake yeah. and they're still watching it. That's my problem. It's like watching a stage game of footy. Yeah. When you know, like, the whole thing's fixed. You don't know who's going to win, but it's fixed. It's like, yeah, it's exciting, but the thrill of it is gone because it's shit. The only redeeming factor that I can find, and it's only occurred, well, I guess it's always been apparent, but it's only really occurred to me while we've all been talking, Mm. is people go to the theatre and they understand that they're going to watch a fabricated story and people perform. And they love it. 
and they love it. That's the only comparison I can draw to WWE or WWF or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think that like a, just, a Hollywood movie has a lot more going for it than my two greasy men my, wrestling with a chair. My opinion is if you watch something and you are thoroughly entertained and you enjoy it, that gets the tick. And oh. that's, that's how I see it. That's a great summary. Your phone just ran out of storage. We just ran out of time. We're going to see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Chats with Cats podcast. I nearly pulled that light down. And this is us. You should follow us on Facebook. No, we don't have that. <laughs> Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The, the talk, talk. The Talk. And YouTube. That's it. All right, we'll see, see you ya. next week, guys. Bye. See you, guys.